Someone once told me, you know, a really wise man once told me there's more than one way to skin a cat. And uh, I believe that with parenting. There's more than one way to skin your, your kids. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Trent Wilkie, and this is the Undad Podcast. This is a podcast about being a parent in this bizarro modernity. Also, it's about teamwork, because how else are you going to make a dream work? Hey, you dingleberries. This episode is titled, Deal With It! Uh, my name is Brent Felzine. I have two kids, uh, one who is one <laughs> and one who is three. Hi, Brent. Hi. Did you always want to have kids? I I wasn't sure for like the longest time. Um, uh, I was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> or not. It didn't, I, I, it didn't really matter to me yeah. too much. I, I didn't, I, I figured it would happen. But if it didn't, I wasn't going to lose sleep over it. So you responded the same way as if you were asked, where did you want to go for dinner? Exactly, right. <laughs> uh, which is, which is a, I think, great way to decide if you want to have kids. You know? <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. You decide. Yeah, you decide. <laughs> Not you decide. Yeah. Uh, and I guess because it, 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 a lot of it's tied in, as, as you know, with who you're with, right? Yeah. And uh, if it makes sense. And my wife was very, very... Firm from the beginning, I want a family, I want kids. And I'm yeah. like, cool, that sounds great. She, she firmed up that decision. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, she nagged me to do it. No, no it was no, just no. kind of like, that's just, I, it was, I was kind of like going with the flow of life. And, yeah. and kids then happened and they made sense. And yeah, and I'm, I don't regret it. Yeah. How, do you mind me asking how old you are? I am 37 years old. So you are a lot, a lot like me. You had kids a little later yeah. in life. Yeah. That uh, do you consider that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a good question. I I, I can't tell you because I didn't have them young. No, um, you got to go back and I got to go back and pretend yeah, like yeah. I I think overall yes, it was a good thing. It's going to be it'll be harder your question to answer down the line because my parents had kids younger. Yeah. And so when we're at this stage in life, you know, they're they're still spry enough that like they can they get to play with their grandkids and keep up with them, right? Yeah. That'll be a different question down the line if you know I'm I'm older and my grandkids, if I have any, are older, and so yeah. then then it's like oh I wish I had them younger. But at the time, because of the economics of life and how the world we live in, it was just like I I didn't have I, I wasn't set I wasn't prepared financially or emotionally mm-hmm. to have children early. Uh, you know, it's just a different time. You know, we're back in the day. It was get out in the field and get to work and have kids while you're at it. And you just grew up faster. Whereas we have this kind of super extended as- adolescence uh, nowadays that, yeah. you know, that it's kind of like, ooh, maybe I'm going to travel. Or maybe I'll just play video games. Or maybe I'll blow all my money on Bitcoin or something. And it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you can decide not to and then delay it. Although that being said, I know men have that. <laughs> luxury yes and women do not so it's it's kind of a it's kind of unfair but yeah 
that's so it's that's kind of that's kind of how it is. What is the one thing about uh, being a parent that totally just astonished you, good or bad? How much they listen to you. Now, I think it's the first thing that comes to mind because I'm at that stage now where it's just. Uh, I remember hearing when I, I I can I'm I'm just just young enough that I could just barely remember some of my childhood, but I don't remember like listening to my parents very much, just doing my own thing, but. When I'm I'm with my daughter, who's the older, and uh, and I'm just talking over her head to to my wife, and all of a sudden she'll just say something back that you you don't think like oh she's she's uh she's she's not even listening she's in her own world she's playing with her her toys or she's watching TV or she's she's thinking about uh, something else yeah. and our words don't even penetrate but then all of a sudden she'll look up at you and she'll just say something very aware of what we were just talking about because like oh yeah did she last night she was she she came up in the bedroom and she walked in the middle of the night and looked at the bedroom and said daddy i have to pee and it's just and i tell my wife this story and like haha we're laughing about it and then she's like and she's like i really did have to pee and we didn't think she was listening to us because yeah. just she's just before up until now she's just been this thing that's just there the awareness the is awareness is just so astonishing yeah. at that age and then how much she just absorbs like a sponge and that Surprised me, even though I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. It it's still every day like how much she learns and retains is pretty impressive. And how much she's so much like you. <laughs> how much like your mannerisms and even she'll just my son always says, actually daddy. Yeah. And I realized that I that he got that from me. <laughs> but isn't that weird? It's like they just it's the like little parrots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then you, you have to think long term and like, oh wow, uh what am I imbuing this this creature with? Like, <laughs> like that's scary. And that that's power, super right? scary. It's because yeah. it's just like so much can define who they are as a person, environmentally and biologically, and then you, and and you're a huge part of it. But you're you're kind of like you're kind of setting a path, you know. And and they could deviate any number of ways for any number of reasons. And so y- you want to point them in the right direction, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, you're trying to fight this. You know, you're trying to fight your natural instincts about who you are as a person and, and be like, okay, I, I want you to be better than me, not just like me, you know. Yeah. And so, but then I'm like, but am I a bad person? You know, if they were like me, is that bad? Well, they could be better than me. But it's, 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 you're constantly trying to balance these expectations and these desires to like, you know, push them forward. Expectations of yourself. Yeah. Expectations yeah. of what you think parenting is. Yeah. Expectations of your kid. Yeah, and and you you want to be a better person for them, and you want them to make you a better person, like the cliche. But yeah. at the same time, like it, people are lazy. I'm lazy. Yeah. I uh, I'll just drop f bombs in front of them and not even think about it. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really be doing. Shouldn't that. fucking said fuck. Uh, I, I just and then okay. and swearing like, just sounds so fucking shitty. I know, I know. And and she and then she hasn't dropped any yet, but I keep waiting for her because I know she's listening. Yeah. My son will say, "Daddy, you should have said bucket full of water." <laughs> no, I meant to say fuck it. Michelle Obama murdered Joan Rivers and is a man. My toddler is learning how to lie. The other day he told Elizabeth that I said some things to him. These things benefited him in his stance on bedtime. This isn't new. Other fibs he's told has leaned towards him getting more candy or TV or bees. It's a long story. I never said any of the things that he said I did. I let him know this. The word malarkey floats around our home like a disoriented butterfly. I tell him things like, just because you say it doesn't make it true, and lying makes your words mean less. With the current state of the world, 
The conversation about lying is a very difficult one. In my head, I keep coming back to, what the fuck is truth anymore? If I wanted to right now, I could show you proof that Michelle Obama is a man and murdered Joan Rivers, or that the Denver airport is a portal to hell. I think I figured it out though. Aside from toddlers who don't know any better and are constructing their means of expression slash manipulation for personal gain, many adults have lost sight of what is true. Some can't differentiate between realness and the sideshow anymore. They want to believe that the mermaid is real. They want to embrace ghosts. They want to believe in white genocide. Why? It's easier than the blunt force trauma of trueness. It's easier than accepting that magic isn't real. It's easier than dissolving entitlement. The world is changing. We are becoming more connected, and in doing so, our differences are being put on blast. This is making a lot of comfortable people uncomfortable. Just expecting something to be yours doesn't make it so. You can't just will things to go your way. You have to put effort into positively changing your station in life. This isn't about the philosophical search for truth. This is the laziness of accepting what one wants to hear. Nobody is challenging themselves for the better in this situation. The wall between reality and infotainment has disappeared. It now takes effort to form an educated opinion. Whereas some, they still want to be told what to think. They want to be told what they think. It's safer that way. But I still tell my child that he is better off sharing what he can prove. He is better off with the tangible. He is better off using a spoon rather than yelling food into his mouth. He is better off protecting himself with a seatbelt rather than thinking that he can talk his way out of a car accident. Don't blame the toddler. Blame the game. Um, you brought something. Thank you. Thank you, producer. Good job, uh, producer. Yeah. <laughs> you brought something that I can't believe this is the most fucking obvious thing right in front oh, of me. Where's this? Where oh, did that come uh, from? It's your wallet. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you. I asked you to bring something that reminds you of your kids or kit. Is this one or is this both? Uh, technically, this in the here and now is one, but yeah. there's a there's a, a duplicate that's also the other child. Cool. But, yeah. So what what is it? What is it? What am I looking at? So um, it's a uh, metal, it's a metal uh, piggy bank yeah. that my dad made. Yeah. Uh, and my dad's a very handy guy. Yeah. Uh, I try to be handy too, but he's in a whole nother league. Yeah. And uh, he likes to make things for his grandkids. Yeah. And so uh, every grandkid, he makes a piggy bank out of just like metal crap he finds on the farm. And so it's a, it's a, it's, it's a pig, obviously, and it, you can screw up and you can put coins in it and stuff. And it's not just any, like, it's it's ornate. It's, like, crafted with love. Yeah. It's a little tail and a movable nose. No, and, it's great. It's yeah. great. Uh, and he makes one for each of his grandkids, and uh, which is, you know, in itself super cute. But what reminds me about my my daughter loves it so much, obviously, but yeah. she she likes to, she's like, I want the pig. And so you take the pig down from the, the this very heavy pig <laughs> off of the, uh, the, the, the shelf that it sits on and put it on the ground. And then she, she knows how to unscrew the, the nose. Yeah. Uh, and then she dumps all the coins out, yeah. which is like, uh, you know, a, a rule that you probably shouldn't do with a three-year-old and like, let them play with random coins. Yeah. But she loves it. And then she'll spread them all out and then she'll put them all back in the piggy bank. She puts one, them back. One at a time. She's That's been, she did that since she was like, like a year old. She was able to put them back. And, uh, and that, and she just plays with it and it's super fun. But what's fun, what's extra fun is that whenever, whenever dad who made this, yeah. whenever my dad comes to visit, 
she'll 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 immediately say, "I want the piggy bank." And so we bring up the piggy bank and give it to her, and she hauls this big heavy thing around, and she walks up to Dad and she holds it out. Yeah. Like, put some money in here. <laughs> so <Investment>. she <laughs> oh oh, and so Dad's got to pull it and give money. So was, so I I just like that she's so good at the hustle there. Like she knows how to. She's just like I'm using my bat my eyes and yeah. I get money out of people. Yeah. And she's no concept of what money is, yeah. but she knows that she wants it. Yeah. Which is you know cute, scary, and also cute. It's a good life skill. It's a life skill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is uh, something that when people are telling we're telling you about parenthood and about becoming a parent because everybody's got fucking advice about it. What was one of the things that was total bullshit? Total, like, not what people said it was going to be like. Um, I don't know. I've got a, I guess I have a pretty strong opinion about this. And I've got the luxury to have that opinion because I had such a, such a stable, <laughs> I grew up from such a stable place. Mm-hmm. I can look at my parents and I, I can hold them up as examples and they're great examples. And, uh, uh but Someone once told me, you know, a really wise man once told me there's more than one way to skin a cat. And uh, I believe that with parenting. <laughs> there's more than one way to skin your, your kids. Um, uh, but like, 47. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, some people tell me all the time, like, oh, I would be a terrible parent. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I have friends that say, like, oh, I'd be an awful parent. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, you think that, but you don't know until you get in there. And, and the reality is, is that there's... Kids are so robust and the humans are so like uh, plastic or, or moldable mm-hmm. that they'll survive in like the, the crappiest situation. Mm-hmm. And again, fully aware, I, I came from a very place of, of privilege mm-hmm. compared to many people. Uh, but you think about like the, the kind of environment that like uh, – like even like my grandfather grew up in compared to me where he was tilling the fields and and in working his hands to the bone and had like 17 kids mm-hmm. and how many of those grew up and thrived and they didn't have they didn't have TV they didn't have uh vaccines mm-hmm. they didn't have all these things that we take for granted mm-hmm. and they still managed to like build hope, hopefully a better world mm-hmm. stepping forward and then we can keep doing that too. So it's just like, I, I think the biggest, <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent, but the biggest uh, falsity I think is that there's there's one way to raise your kids mm-hmm. and that there's one answer because everyone's different. Kids are different. The kids are going to come out just programmed differently, subtly, every different way. You're going to affect them. Uh, some people don't have two parents, and they're going to have to. They're not going to have the same options as as a two parent situation. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to have less financial options, and but that doesn't mean that your your kids screwed. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't make your kids' life. You can't enrich your kids' life in different ways mm-hmm. or find ways to do it. So I just. The, whenever someone kind of af- asks for me advice, I just say like, "Hey, the, you know, don't let don't let people give you too much advice and hold that as gospel, mm-hmm. because you know, obviously, you want to take and choose things that make sense and things that work. Mm-hmm. But more than one can th- thing can work, and obviously, there are like rules of thumb that we can lean on, like don't feed your kid rat poison." Mm-hmm. You know, don't uh, again. You know, again, yeah, <laughs> yeah more than once. Uh, you know, there we can we can lean on some some 
facts yeah. uh, uh, that that we know work. Yeah. But like you know the whole you know spanking versus not spanking debate. Like I got spanked. I I think I'm fine. My wife didn't. She's fine. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like these are all tools that you can use in your toolbox. Yeah. And. It's up to you to kind of pick and choose which ones work for your kid and work mm-hmm. in your situation. The advice that I give people is I, I say to them, uh, how much do you love your kid? And while they're leaning back to try to find a metaphor or a number to equate how much they love their kid, I say, no, stop and remind yourself of that every day and remember how lucky your kid is by how much you love them and always keep that with you. Yeah. There's nothing you can do wrong. And like exactly what you said, kids have been brought up through Working in the fields has been brought up through wars. Uh, the other day, I didn't, I didn't give my kid a protein at breakfast, well, and I was almost kicking the shit out of myself. <laughs> and then I saw a picture of a kid who, you know, was was born in a concentration camp, and that person became a very resilient and wonderful person. And it's like, I don't want my kid to be born in a concentration camp. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I'm just saying, wonderfulness can grow in kids as long as you're doing your best. Yeah, and not to make a Debbie Downer out of it, but it can go on this flip side. Yeah. You can do everything right, and your kid still grows up to be a total asshole. Exactly. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's, I don't want to be nihilistic about it, but like, it's kind of like, you got to kind of just roll with it. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to do the best you can. And like you said, if you love your kid and, you know, that's- they know it. And they know it. That's that's 95% of it right Mm -hmm. there. And as a father- my kid, well, I'm st- I stay at home with my kids, and my daughter calls me mommy, and my son still wants mommy when he's hurt, and that doesn't bother me, because you know who I want when I'm hurt? My wife. I want- I think it's just like Santa Claus or something. Sexy Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah. I want the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus together in a room, <laughs> uh, but it, it's just- it's. I don't take it personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much. There's what I mean is there only so much room for my id in this bullshit. And there's things I can't control and things I can't control. And I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Control what you can to the best of your abilities. Yeah. You're just saying it much more eloquently. Than well, I, I get was. to sum it up, right? <laughs> yeah. I get to, I get to watch you describe it beautifully, and then I just give you the Coles notes of what you just said. That's the best way to interview, I think. You already answered this. Uh, do you like or dislike sounding like your parents? Um, oh God, I sound like my dad every day yeah. and it's funny cause I was thinking about this and it's like, yeah, I, 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 I totally sound like my dad, but how I remember my dad and I look <laughs> and now I, now I go to my dad now and I'm kind of like, you seem a lot more chill than I remember as a, as a, as a kid. Like I remember like, don't, don't make dad angry. Yeah. Uh, but and now I'm like, now I'm joking with my dad and stuff. I'm like, no, dad was always like this. It's just, it's just like a selective memory thing. And so like, I am becoming like my dad, but I'm also becoming like the picture of what I thought my dad was, yeah. you know? And which is like, it, it goes back to like what they did that kind of like imprinted on you and that you, you take away, like, that's what a good parent is equals. Yeah. And that may or may not be true, but it also doesn't have to define how you parent. Yeah. You know, uh, but I, I'm still like, um, I'm out of the two of us, my wife will admit I'm the, I'm the, the stiff upper lip, the, the, um, like the, the, give them the, the hard look and the, you're the bad cop. Yeah. I'm the bad cop out yeah. of the two of them when I have to be, but I'm also rolling around on the ground with them, like, yeah. you know, th- throwing them up in the air and, and giving them, you know, uh, 
a motorboat on their belly and stuff like that, right? So it's like, I, and that, my dad did that too, right? Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was like he was like firm, st- st- uh, stiff upper lip farmer, but and then he would just crack, you know, when when it when it the most inopportune times and just be you know just roll around on the ground with you and just and just like uh, just make you make you laugh. Yeah. So you know, and and in that part of it, I'm like. I could do no wrong being like my dad or being like my mom and and using them as a template. But I I try to always stop myself and be like, okay, am I doing this because I I'm just defaulting to what I think a good parent is, or am I doing am I doing something because I think it'll make my kid's life better, or like is it is it actually something that I think is is good in the situation? Like it sounds like your default isn't a bad place. Though. Yeah, and I'm and I and I totally overthink everything I do. So yeah. that's also not a good thing. <laughs> self awareness isn't a bad thing though. I try well, I, I don't think it is, but at the same time, like sometimes too much self awareness, you just spin your wheels. Yeah. I when my when my son does something crazy or ridiculous and I have to clean it up, I remind myself that these are the these are the fun stories. Because you're an emotional being. You're an emotional person, you're you're in it, you know, you're in the moment. And that those emotions and those real things happening are hard to, to, to get out of. Like, for example, your first memory is usually a memory where you got in trouble. Yeah. And I'm constantly trying to think, did I just cause that in my, my little guy? Like, you know, did I just shock him into thinking that, you know, playing with scissors is the worst possible fucking thing you can do as a human? Did you just set like a keystone in his life that everything, <laughs> exactly. everything will come up yeah. from that? Yeah. He's going to get a big neck tattoo of scissors. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, I'm the scissor kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, geez, all I just did, don't run with scissors. Yeah, man. exactly. Just and it wasn't even thing. a run. It was like a spry jog. <laughs> I totally blew that out of proportion. It wasn't even real scissors. just a picture of scissors. Anyway, what are you working on as a parent? I guess <laughs> right now, potty training. Yeah. But personally, like as <laughs> you're parenting, in yes. your toolbox, as you said. Yeah, I know. I, I was, yeah. That was a cop-out. Because oh. <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of something more deep. You mean you you were personally working I'm, on I'm your probably, own potty training? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm way behind. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really worried about my kids. Yeah. Um, I'm, I guess, um, I, I, I'm trying to say this in a nice way because I love my wife. But uh, I'm trying to work on my patience yeah. because it was funny because like even like um, I've, I've told her this uh, even up uh, even up very recently I was just like you you're really impatient with them I tell her that like yeah. you you need to be more patient with your kids or you're not very patient and and which is you know just the beginning of a fight with your best spouse yeah. uh, and then and then like. Even weeks ago, uh, I find myself losing patience with my daughter in potty training, mm-hmm. and and my wife turns to me like, "You need to be more patient with your daughter, mm-hmm. especially this. You don't want to cause a cause a uh, an issue with a like. Oh, it's okay that you peed on the floor. You yeah. know, it's you know to try it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And where I'm just like, hey, you know, like, come on, this is you know, like, you should know this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like. I, I get a little bit of my own medicine here. Is that I'm, I'm very aware that like okay, I need to work on my patience on certain things too. And it's not like a it's not like a black and white situation. Like oh, I'm the patient one that's always just like it's okay. We're gonna go put you in your room, mm-hmm. and and we're gonna sit there until you stop crying. And I'll stand there and look at you until you stop crying. And to me, that was patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just because I'm I can stand there and outweigh outweigh you. Mm-hmm. You can cry all day if you want. I'll stand here. It's a Saturday. I'm fine. And until you 
learn that crying is not getting you something. Mm-hmm. But then flip it around, and now like she beat on the floor, and I seem to, and I lose my shit. Mm-hmm. And my wife is effortlessly patient with her. And so, and then I'm like, okay, I there's a lesson there, you mm-hmm. know, that like it's not as black and white as that. Like there are going to be moments when, when I you know I I, th- I think uh, when we t- take strength from each other, and we're lucky that way that we have the two parents that to back each other up that mm-hmm. way. You know, I I can I can learn more from my wife mm-hmm. than uh, and uh, because she's with them, she's the stay at home parent uh, at this time anyway until she goes back to work, and she. She used to stay with them all day and just deal with them, and then I come home like, "Hey, why are you so grouchy?" Yeah. And uh, and that's then tough, and that's that's, that's hard, yeah. and, and I gotta keep reminding myself that like it's it's really hard. And then when I spend a whole weekend with them, and I'm like, "Hey, it you you go off and trying to be nice, you go off and do something, and mm-hmm. I'll just be with them alone for a while while you go do something and have some you you time." And then I'm reminded, I'm very humbling that like, no, yeah, this is this is very hard, and. You know, so when those emotions where I'm just kind of rolling my eyes, I'm like, you're being emotional about this situation. Your daughter is driving you nuts. I get it. But, you know, we can handle it better. And then I'm the shoes on the other foot. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you you know, I here's some humble pie, Brent, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, like be a little bit more (laughs) self-aware. And so, yeah, I I have to that's less being a parent almost is more being a, a partner. I yeah. guess in the in parenting, it's all encompassing. It's all encompassing. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Personal growth, growing with your kids, watching your kids grow, being a better partner, being a better spouse, being a better fucking person. Yeah. Being a better driver, like all of this shit. What the fuck? I want out. <laughs> Just kidding. I really love. I love my family. I'm really happy where I am. Everything's going so well. George is in route to 496 Broadway. Do you have another assignment there, Central? <laughs> it's a fun new game for the whole family you are given certain scenarios and then you get a chance to deal with it this sounds weird (laughs) you bet okay let's play scenario you hear a high-pitched yelp and your toddler enters the room with what looks like a dog's tail in his hand how do you deal with it um i call the cops 300 points cool (laughs) scenario two you're trying to make dirty sweet love to your partner but from the next room your child won't stop screaming to be let over their crib how do you deal with it well we 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 probably just tragically weep into each other's arms and fall asleep extremely unsatisfied Thousand points! I'm pretty good at this. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Scenario three. You are in the middle of a very satisfying yawn when out of nowhere, your child sneezes directly into your open mouth. How do you deal with it? Holy shit, man. That's fucking disgusting. One million points! <laughs> If you are a parent, whether you know it or not, you are playing. <laughs> Deal with it. New from Hasbro. 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 Uh, what's the job you have at that location, Jeff? What is one of your biggest fears when it comes to your children? <sighs> Besides from you know the death and the blah blah blah. Like, what is something that? Yeah, like those are the easy ones. But mm-hmm. honestly, the internet. Incels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spend 
I spent too many sleepless nights just wondering, how the hell am I going to teach them about the internet? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's and this is getting into a deeper philosophical discussion about like, you know, there's always going to be something new. That, yeah. You know, like radio came out and, you know, uh, all our kids are just listening to the radios and not listening to the way uh, nature the way God intended. Yeah. So there's always going to be something new that like. What are they looking at a fire for? Uh, what yeah. are they got a fire? I don't trust it. Yeah. Sure, it makes meat good, but fuck that shit. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be something that like the, the, the old guard is just, you know, leery about. Yeah. But like it feels like unfettered access to every human person on earth comes with consequences yeah. and so and every opinion on earth comes with consequences and so and especially nowadays when we look at like what it's doing to our society mm -hmm. i'm just like do i i, I don't want to i'm like it's easy to be like nope no internet close the gate no tv no internet <laughs> walk you in a box yeah you know turn off the lights yeah. but like you, you don't want to you know that's one way that you know i don't want to you know close the door like i said like there's more than one way to skin a cat mm -hmm. but I, I i want my kids to be you know well-rounded and be able to like live in the society that we're building right mm -hmm. and and hopefully make it better in order to do that they have to be understanding of how it works and mm -hmm. how and how people are so like i i don't have the answer yet because it's so i remember how i was raised with when the internet appeared on the screen mm -hmm. whatever i wanted to do i did yeah <laughs> and and now i'm thinking about like how many times did like like you watch like, cows have sex yeah and then yeah I, that's what i did before you know walk outside <laughs> on the farm but now i, I could down real life now i could download life. little pixelated movies of cows having sex <laughs> yeah. and like it's totally different yeah uh Experience. <laughs> it's experience. And there you got augmented reality cow sex, which is totally mind blowing. Yeah, when that happens, who knows what's going to go down? See you guys later, eh? <laughs> but I, I don't know how I'm going to parent around that. Because yeah. it's, it's just like and the kids have cell phones and things like that. And if it's not like an old man worrying about, like, oh, I'm on scaffolds. But it's not. It's every, it's like a, a passage of it. Uh, it's what parents do, right? Like every generation of parents deals with the generation prior. Like, what is it? Like, cell phones. Like, well, yeah, you know it's right in the palm of your hand. It's with you all the time. Yeah, you, uh, sec, you know, sexting and blah 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 blah. Right? Like cyberbullying wasn't even a thing. Yeah. I I grew up on the internet. Like it flew on the scene when I was like 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 fifteen years old, and yeah. I just went from there. Yeah. But that still was before cyberbullying. I never experienced that, so I don't even know how to talk to my kids about that or how to deal with that. Yeah. So there's like it's like a whole new ball game of like yeah. of like uh, of d dealing with those kind of things. I know how to deal with a bully, like an actual physical bully, yeah. but I don't know how to talk about, about that. It's the same thing, but very different. Yeah. You know, it's more personal and it's always there. Like you can't just like walk away and, and from it. Now it's like, it's like a cloud. Use internet parlance. Yeah. That's, that's like yeah. a bully cloud that's like, you know, downloading like thoughts into your head. Yeah. And like, you can't help but be informed by that. Yeah. And, when, and again, all of these things, it's like a, it's like a trail, and they they can branch off in so many directions, and you have to give them the strength to, to make those choices. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the kid will just nail it. You know, they'll they'll get it. They'll retain what you're telling them. Mm -hmm. You'll say just the right thing, and then they'll they'll make the right decisions. They'll like, oh, I won't do drugs. I won't give in to cyberbullying. Mm -hmm. I won't invest in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 they'll just and they'll just make all these decisions. But then like it just. It takes one, one wrong or one slip or one or they're just their brains are programmed just slightly the wrong way that they're you know maybe they got addictive personality or whatever, and then they fall down a hole and mm -hmm. then you did everything right, but they still something bad happens and that's that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. 
because like you know and sometimes you just you can't stop it all you can do is help pick up the pieces and i'm not even my kid my oldest is three years old i'm not even getting into the the weeds with that stuff yet and by the time they get to be nine or eight or seven when you're going to start having those conversations with them the internet's going to be a completely fucking different yeah we're going to be putting chips in our brains and stuff and then then like you know how do i know the right chip exactly you know and did like where was that chip before i put it in my brain yeah right you know do i do 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 the google chip or the apple chip where's my chip condoms yeah you know, I yeah. don't want to get ST brains. ST eyes. Is, yeah. Yeah. SUVs. I, mean, I don't want SUVs. SUVs. No. Ugh. That stuff is itchy. Yeah. Brent, thank you so much. This is awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you being thoughtful and awesome about this buddy. No problem. I'd like to thank Andrew Paul for producing this episode. I'd also like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for the recording space and the support. I'd also also like to thank Nathaniel Sutton of Brother Octopus slash Defend the Rhino slash whatever it is the heck he's working on for the intro music. You can find me at theundad.com or online at theundad on Twitter or just type in the undad on Facebook. Or you can email me at trent at thetrentwilkie.com or you can just see me on the street and give me a way too long hug.